This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, senior JU Israel educator Michael Unterberg, and today joined, as almost always, by co-host and director of JU Israel, <laughs> Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? It's uh, going pretty well for a fast day. Yeah. How was Poland? Uh, Poland was um, tiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and today we are joined again by producer and Israel educator Matt Lippman. How are you, Matt? Very well. Thank you, Michael. Well, today, uh, not because it's a fast day, but I guess it's right for the tone of a fast day, uh, we wanted to discuss the outbreak of uh, uh, of terrorism internationally. What is it? Why is it happening? What is it saying about the world that we live in? What can be done about it? Because it does seem to be... Uh, you know, in particular, you had this shooting in New Zealand, which was pretty unusual for New Zealand. We've been dealing here in Israel with some pretty awful terrorist stories over the last week. Um, and I think I, I also think it's like, how is it different than like the Parkland shooting? Well, or is, is it? it or is it right? Exactly. Is it is it different than school shootings or is that a, a form of terrorism or? And, and and does it? Well, I was. I, well, I'll tell you what I found I mean, interesting. I'll I think you. that's that's how and a lot of our students, um, and also uh, incidents in Europe it's have at least a visceral relationship. Well. What in Europe as well? There've been instances we in Holland and other yeah. places in Utrecht. So, so it's important to point out as well. It's not just uh, no, it's across the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. That's why I use the term yeah. international. I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I I will say that I I think in terms of framing that the shooting in New Zealand, which took place in two mosques, uh, when people were listing other examples of white nationalist shootings, they listed the case in... Uh, Pittsburgh. Well, they listed the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and they listed the church down south in... Uh, right. Where was that? It was in... Uh, Are you talking no, about the black congregation? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 it wasn't Alabama. It was, it was in one of the Carolinas, I think. Oh. Um, but that, at the time, wasn't really phrased as terrorism. If I'm remembering correctly, people were discussing it as one of these wacko shooting stories. With the one in uh, the guy black walked church. into a black church yeah. where they were having Bible study. They greeted him and he shot them. And people were saying, "Well, that you know, that's another example. Here you had a church shooting, a synagogue shooting, and a mosque shooting. So you see that there's a white nationalism problem now. In terms of framing, the Pittsburgh shooting was treated as a form of terrorism, white nationalist terrorism, but at the time. The shooting in the black church was treated as a racist wacko, but not as terrorism. And I think people are starting to see it a little bit differently. What's the difference between right? That's a terrorism a and a shooting. Because in theory, I, I mean, generally we put terrorism, and you guys can will correct me. I'm sure if I'm if I'm wrong, uh, in a political category. Like you're trying to reach a political means. So through, number one, for violence, it has to have a political goal. Yeah. Right. So shooting up a bunch of kids because you're unhappy, right? Wasn't isn't terrorism? So, no, it's. it's uh, I, I'm. I'm not sure. I would, it's crime. It's I'm not sure. I'd go along with that as a political goal. I'm trying. I understand why why you use that term, but I'm trying to to maybe it's too broad for my comfort. Because uh, there's other situations like crime against like the anti like and like crime against the. LGBTQ community. That certainly has a, t a political, political goal. I don't, totally think that, political. I don't think that's political. 
the shooting in the in the in the disco or whatever in the club in uh, Florida. Well, what was the political goal? To, to express frustration mm -hmm. with the integration of LGBTQ into society. Yeah. Okay, that's how you define politics to ex express your opinion. I mean, it's a political opinion. So they shouldn't be allowed to be happy and free. Yeah. So rather than influence, well, what do you mean? That's how you express your opinion. <laughs> what? So in France, when they shoot up a, a concert, that's how you express your opinion. Terrorism is a terrible way to express your opinion. No, I'm yeah. talking about the way that he talks about politics. Because again, for me, politics yeah. is if you have a political goal, is you want a separation of a state, or you want political no, prisoners no. released, or I something want, like I that. I want LBGTQ back in the closet. Yeah, I don't want. Okay. The, I, I don't. I, just, I don't want uh, gender neutral bathrooms. Okay, right. I just don't I see that as a political statement. But okay, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's hard to say. I would also you, say, you, you prefer social political, maybe or religious. There's religious motivations for some something like that. For example, the it's the gay religious pride, political. So. That's religious political. Well, at the at the gay pride march in Israel a few years ago, when the when uh, the sixteen year old girl was stabbed to death. Yeah, that was yeah. because that that was religiously motivated. It wasn't That's politically terrorism. motivated. Okay, but it wasn't politically motivated. Of course, it is. I I disagree. But let's move on. I, does I he go know. into Does he go into gay people's houses and stab them, or does he stab them because they're having a parade right. in the middle of Tel Aviv? Because it's a public. Well, it was Jerusalem firstly, but it was a public expression of. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Welcome to the world of politics. Okay. I, I, if you I, don't think there should be parades, I mean that just linguistically, that's a political act. Okay, I'm going to agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, but I think I think if it's not political, I don't know how you can call it terrorism. So that you're you're gonna have to come up with some sort of meaning. You don't have a meaningful distinction between Dylan Klebold and I this do. guy. My, my distinction would be based on a certain ideology, and I'm using ideology as opposed to political. Dylan Klebold had an ideology. It was nihilistic. Who's Dylan Klebold? He shot up the school in Columbine. Just a name I pulled out of right. one of these school but, shooters who it doesn't have a political right. agenda, just has a nihilistic hatred ideology. And he had a whole manifesto. You so know. I think we're getting into into a weird category of like how we're defining our terms because I think to say nihilism is, a, is an ideology. I mean, it is. Okay, I, I'm going to, again, I'm, that's not the sort of ideology I'm talking about. The ideology I'm what talking about. What type of ideology are you talking about? Where you are trying to make a statement to change a situation. You, you just defined politics. <laughs> I, I don't think I did, but okay. I really don't feel I did. Again, how we're defining we'll politics. We'll look it up, but about. in the English language, that's called politics. <laughs> I don't know what language. Other, uh, uh, British, you may be talking British. I guess it's in British. In British, that's not politics. Uh Politics, etymologically, comes from the word polis, the Greek word for the city, how we interact together in a culture. So political here doesn't mean about the particularly about a politician who's the person running the city or the ballot box or the... I'm not talking about elections. I'm talking about the politics of how do we as a society run our social life. If I have something to say about that because of my religion or because of my ideology and I want things to change, that's what we call political and motivation. I'm trying to change the way our society works. You mentioned before introducing the term sociopolitical. I mean, I don't I, think that's the right term. But okay, I think I'd be more comfortable with that than okay. I would with uh, But my distinction between that and an example of a, school, of a high school shooting is the high school shooting tends to be done by people who have in it, their own... They, they have their own motivations for whatever those motivations that may be. That school shooting was not meant to change anything in the public sphere. It was an emotional right. outpouring of his own anger and hate. Exactly. That, an individual if you're thing. trying to change things in the public sphere, you are a political actor. 
Mm. Now, that's just the language. So, so you would okay. I, I mean, I I feel like you're giving too much credit to some I'm, of the terrorists, but okay. I'm not. I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about just the language of it. If you're trying to change the way the world is, that is a political act. It now has political overtones. You're not. Again, you're not running for office, but you are trying to change the way society works. You're not just trying to kill children because it will make you feel better and commit suicide when the cops come in. It's not just a, a deranged. It's not the guy in Las Vegas who as far as we can tell, mm. communicated zero reason for it. He just seemed to have some weird sociopathic thrill need to murder people. Right. We've never found a motive for, for that guy. So I, I would not say that's terrorism. That's mass killing, that he's a mass murderer, as opposed to a serial murderer who kills people in sequence. A mass murderer kills a bunch of people at once. Because I'm trying to understand your point, I'm going to ask you a question, which I really don't have an answer to. But for example, last week in England, there was a famous case where a soccer player was attacked on the field by a fan. A fan ran onto the field and punched him in the face. Mm -hmm. So, why did the fan do that? Well, that, that's well, that, was it politically? I'm trying to understand that what you mean. By what about society? Is he trying? Is he trying? Because the, the, he hates the other team. No, he hates no. the other team. Yeah, I don't think he's trying to change anything in society. Okay. He he hates the player who the team he was playing for, playing against. His, his, it was a it was a supporter hates the team he his team he ran over against. and punched the person of the opposing team because yeah. of, right, of his sports. Right, right, I mean, just, uh, what's he trying? He just hates a guy. If you hate a guy and you punch him, that's not political. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm just trying to narrow down yeah. the definition. However, if you if you want to change the rules of the soccer game, right? If you think soccer yeah. is first of all shouldn't be including let's say black people right. or soccer is so corrupt because they don't make it fair and, and punching this guy will make new security. Right. Or he's making too much money and you want to bring salaries down. It's a tricky business because here to define it as terrorism, we have to know something about the motivation of the person. And that's right. tricky. That's a tricky dance. So we're, we're entering into difficult ground right. when defining a terrorism. I would also, so our first definition no, is- political. Our, has no, to be political, political. To, to cause social change. By political, yeah. we mean to cause social change. The person has to be, I would argue, clinically sane. In other words, right. if the political change you're trying to make is that the alien overlords no longer control us by exposing the Zeta rays they're using and he shoots up a post office, I don't think that's right. that's terrorism. Right. What about if his what about his goals are sane and putting in quotes, but he himself is seen to be not mentally I, I, I don't know. I, mean? I don't know. It's like the the guy the, so. the Haredi guy who stabbed who killed uh what was it Banky Banky? Banker, Shira Banky, Shira Banky, in the LGBT. Uh, I mean, he was—he's clinically insane, um, from I, from what I remember. But yeah, he was. So, that, was he? Was I'm he found sure he was innocent? Diagnosed. Not innocent, but I think. He, well, that's Israel the thing. I, I guess. Things. I guess I'm saying. Yeah, Israel I got, has different rules. You know, Israel does have different but, rules. I, I guess what I'm saying is, if you can't be, if you can't be tried for the crime because you're not clinically competent to stand trial, yeah. it's harder to define that as terrorism. That's a pretty in an unimportant side issue. Right. I would say one of the central issues of terrorism is it has to target civilians. Right. In other words, if I'm trying to generate political change by attacking the soldiers of a country, well, I don't think that's terrorism. So what would that be? That would be... I, I get very frustrated when people say, well, one man's so, freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. I don't think so. I think if you're fighting the soldiers of the enemy... You know, so and take IED, like the incidents that ha can happen in Israel, where where this the terrorist attack that happened this week, yeah, well, you just where called, it was first you at a soldier a terrorist attack, 
Yeah, it was first. I think that's pretty clearly a terrorist attack. He but first added a soldier, soldier and right. then took the soldier's gun and shot at civilians. Yeah. So, but if he would have just shot the soldiers, you wouldn't call that terrorism. I don't know that that falls definitionally into the category of terrorism. It's an illegal act. You have to stop him. But I don't know. The guy, the, the capturing Gilad Shalit and killing everybody in his tank is an act of war. It's guerrilla war. That, I mean, right. Guerrilla warfare is when you have what they're, they're now today calling uh, asymmetrical warfare with one standing army against, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's classic freedom fighting. That's what George Washington did. That's what... But if, there, if Judas Maccabeus right, did, no. that's not. But if there's a soldier on a bus, for example, unfortunately, we've had that case in Israel before, a soldier's asleep on the bus and gets mm -hmm. stabbed to death. You're still not calling that terrorism? Not if he only targeted the soldier. Especially what if okay. he's not a combat soldier. I mean, there's a whole... Well, well that's a very, then you're getting to really... I don't, think it's I don't know. This whole terrorism it, it, thing is a weird... That You're pointing out a certainly a gray area where if it's an off-duty soldier asleep on a bus, I don't know that that's freedom fighting. I mean, that just... But it, but it's but he's wearing the uniform, the, the uniform of the country. The uniform of the soldier of the country, and also the asymmetrical. I'm not trying to justify it. Please don't. Uh, take, please don't take that. None out. of this is justifiable. Okay. We're not. We're just but arguing. I'm on, trying to yeah, break, yeah. define the terms here. Yeah. I, why, I, why is here's it why I think to get it's important. The weeds of this definition. Like, I'll tell you why. Boring? I'll tell you why. Maybe it is, and or I apologize pedantic. if you think it is. No, no. I'm just saying. I'm, I I I don't know if it's like. I'll tell you why. No, I'll tell you why. Because when when we when Israel is accused of. Uh, stopping the bombing from Gaza and Israel's accused of terrorism, when Israeli soldiers are accused of terrorism, uh, well, that word either means something or it doesn't. You know, by the way, when Menachem well, we Begin... We call it collateral Menachem damage. Begin is when an army does it, it's called collateral damage. When, a, when an army doesn't target civilians, right. but civilians die in right. combat, when the army tries to avoid killing civilians, but does to achieve its right. military necessity, that's what we call... Collateral euphemistically damage. Yeah. collateral damage which is a very sweet term for a very horrible thing but it's not terrorism right it's not terrorism and if the word has meaning and it just gets thrown around these like Menachem Begin was a terrorist no he wasn't he did not target civilians if Menachem Begin was a terrorist then George Washington was a terrorist I don't well know. the targeting right so the targeting of the King David yeah and so warning civilians to get out doing everything within his power to get civilians clear means he was not only not targeting civilians, he went out of his way to get the civilians unharmed. Imagine if, in the history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, if Palestinians had always taken care to avoid, you know, if somebody set, called the Sparrow's Pizza and said, there's a bomb that's going to go off, get all your customers out, and then blew up the Sparrow's, where the, where the Palestinian well, political movement would be today... I think would be much further ahead. It, terrorism. That was what the IRA did, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The IRA I, I, was, I was just thinking about that. The while troubles. Well, Mike was speaking about it. I was thinking about that because, you know, I grew up in London during during that time. And I remember. The Irish Republican Army. Where there were people, they would make these warning calls and then still blow up buildings quite yeah. happily. But they'd make the warnings <laughs> to get people out. Sometimes those warnings were not heeded. Sometimes right. they weren't understood correctly. Right. And there were cases where, I mean, listen, if you're going to put Semtex in a building, you're running a risk of right. <laughs> collateral damage or whatever right. you want to call it, of killing civilians, whether you warn them or not. So the question would be then, is warning somebody enough? Like I, I don't know. Yeah, but it's certainly there to terrorize the civilians. I mean, terrorists, even if you're not killing them, the, the, the goal there is to terrorize yes. the civilians to get a political change from the government. Right. So that, I don't know, that's not 
terrorism. Well, it's a civilian. It's you could say it's maybe terroristic vandalism. In other words, it's targeting a civilian structure, which the King David wasn't. But that's a different uh, issue. And if you target a when uh, what's his name in Oklahoma? No, tell, let's go back. Let's back what's up his name in Oklahoma? Blew up the federal yeah, building yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah, Timothy okay. McVeigh was his name. Timothy McVeigh, So he is. I don't think it's so great that we know all these names. That's another issue. By uh, the way, I thought the, I feel pretty good that I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, the press I think was more responsible. It's getting it. It's the, the international yeah. journalists are getting. That's what the the, the prime minister of New Zealand announced. She said she's yeah. never going to mention the ter- name ter- terrorists' name. Yeah, who perpetrated those acts last week? I, I don't know his name. I don't know his name. She said she's never going to mention it again because she doesn't want him to become infamous and get this no- right, notoriety. Right, but of course, and- for that to work, you need the you need the cooperation of the international world of communications. Right, but the fact it that seems two to re- kind of be working. Right, the fact that two reasonably well informed people like yourself and, and me. Right. I have no idea what his name is. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think we may have turned a corner in terms of de-celebritizing murderers. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the, I think the terrorism to go back is not, is what are we targeting? I mean, it's to terrorize the civilian population to get a political end. So that th- may, may mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you're, well, you're, you're... But you're targeting a civilian building, but not civilian lives. So that's terroristic vandalism. No, I don't, but, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's terrorism, but it's not... I guess. It's just you're not... You don't want to kill... You the don't target kill is them. still civilian. Yeah, the target is it's for not civilians human to be terrorized. The IRA targeted yeah. civilian buildings, not civilian lives. Right. But to terrorize the civilian population... Yeah, by the way, Begin just, just... I don't know why... Begin did not target civilian buildings. Only military buildings. The King David, that that no, wing of the King right. David was the military right. of headquarters of the mandate. No, I'm just thinking of other cases in the... In, you'll you'll uh, find before Begin got to the Etzel, yeah. there were uh, right. cases of terrorism, but Begin stopped it. Uh. Begin made sure that the Etzel were not terrorists. I don't know that he even had that language then. It's like a 1970s term. It right. appeared in the explosion of inter- that was a bad choice of words. <laughs> international terrorism in the 1970s with the hijackings. Which is launched by the PLO. Yeah, really. Which is really in, in the the beginners of that. Well, we like to brag about you know exporting uh, cherry tomatoes and uh, <laughs> and USB drives, but we also, I mean, international terrorism also comes from here. Yeah, yeah. comes well, from the Middle from, East. Yeah, not from us though. Okay, so <laughs> not everybody who yeah. Okay, everyone gets to contribute. We contributed cherry tomatoes, and they contributed uh, uh, no, plane hijackings. Yeah. No, I mean, if you look at the the reason that uh, all the plane security around the world is today is from the plane hijack is in the 1970s, the PLO initiated. And, and uh, we are the, uh, of the four people in this room, including Ben, we are the only people, only two of us are old enough to remember airport days where yeah. there was no real security. Yeah. Where you could just walk your friend up to the gate. Yeah. And say bye as they got on the plane. And there was no, I mean, it was like going to a mall. There was an airport and a mall had the same level of security. And why do the in Israel malls right. have security? <laughs> yeah. Not as much as the airport, but but why in America do malls not have security and airplanes do? Because airplane hijacking in the 1970s was the big tool of uh, international terrorism. That was yeah. the big breakthrough. I mean, the question is: is more? And again, it goes back to the school shootings. More and more schools are instituting uh, security. Yeah, but I I think that in in the states, mass shootings were seen as a, a lunatic. And what I'm saying is some of them have to be reframed as terrorism in retrospect, like the Florida shooting at the club or the black church. I do think that they're, that they were meant to. So, right. So you're saying they're not just hate crimes, they're terrorism. Yeah. That's what I think. I think white, white nationalism is getting its day in the spotlight for its hate crimes as terrorism. Right. 
How are you defining the difference between those two terms? That was my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I hate crime as if I uh, I see somebody who I know is homosexual and pull him to the side of the road and beat him up, or I vandalize a synagogue. In other words, I'm just I'm not trying to cause change. I'm just trying to I'm angry at those people. And so the United States has created a category, at least federally, called hate crimes. I don't know if it's in all states, but it's a sort of a weird category of crime, where it also it also relies on defining motive as an expression of hate. But they're not necessarily trying to change society. In other words, pulling up a kid and beating him up or dragging him behind your car, which happened in the States to a homosexual, uh, and killing him that way. The KKK lynching African Americans in the early part of the 20th century was terrorism. They were trying to intimidate black, black people from yeah. participating in politics right. and punishing them for becoming part of the trying social take, fabric of society. Trying to take power. Yeah. Or allegedly winking at a white girl or whatever. Like, in other words, right. trying to scare them into a different... Trying to, I don't know that, you know, a bunch of punks murdering a, a homosexual it, and their motive isn't to change society. It's just that we hate that guy. We hate gay men, so... Yeah, whatever they're threatened by, they feel the need to. So I think this hate crime thing that you're talking about now is what I was kind of trying to get at before at the beginning of the conversation. That was, yeah, I think it that, can be a hate a, crime a, that isn't terrorism. That for me, yeah, okay, send it. But all terrorism may be hate crimes, <laughs> right? Unless the person's like, look, I, I've got nothing against Muslims. I just shot up the mosque because I think they're a threat, but I have no, <laughs> I have no issue with them. Uh, sounds I, hard to. That does sound hard. That sounds very hard to justify. No, Allah is great. I, the religion, I love it, but I just, I don't want him in my country. Right. I think yeah, what our listeners are also hearing is that none of us have had a cup of coffee this morning as well. That might be uh, yeah. our difficulty in trying to string together coherent ideas. Is terrorism war or is terrorism crime? In other words, we often treat it. We often use both. Right. That, right. I mean, that's the war. The, the war on terror. The United States invaded Afghanistan and Iraq to fight the quote unquote war on terror. But when we see, you know, in New Zealand or Parkland, you see police on the scene. Well, which is it? Well, uh, I think the fact that you were well, talking it, about civilian versus military uh, targets or populations would suggest it, it seems that terror would be more under the category of crime because it's directed against civilians and therefore it becomes a criminal issue. But Alan looks like he's about to disagree. Well, when you fly, when you fly airplanes into the World Trade Center. That has national consequences. Mm -hmm. And if the effect is meant to change the polity of the society at, at large, it is an act of war. Again, maybe you could be, it, I mean, may, again, we're maybe being too pedantic, but maybe there's a distinction between. I mean, I think we are, and I think we can't fit it into either category well. A little one that we would call um, trying to overthrow a government versus a policy of a government would be a distinction between uh, war and like, a, right, you know what I mean? Yeah, like in other words, is, if I fly an airplane into the World Trade Center to strike a blow at the United States, but ultimately it's changed the United States policies to get out of Saudi Arabia. Right. Right? It wasn't to topple. Osama bin Laden didn't think that that would topple the United States. He was just trying to push the United States out of the Middle East. So even that's to affect policy change. 
Yeah, but that's a more again. But that's a, as he saw it as a war in the Middle East. You're saying right. uh, sort of what you're you're trying to argue is it becomes a question of scale. Some terrorist acts become policing responsibilities. That's also and some are big enough that they have. It could also be whether what you're talking about internal or external, right? Here you're talking about an external force that's trying to change American policy versus an internal force. You know, white supremacist domestic terror. Who, yeah, and domestic terror. Is more of a policing issue, whereas international yeah. terror, cross-border terror, yeah, becomes again. I mean, we're probably also thinking it too much like Americans who, right, have those distinctions because mm-hmm. we have like things like FBI and CIA and the and the idea that the American army is not allowed to operate on American soil, where in most other countries I don't think you have those distinctions. It's only not in Israel. Certainly not in Israel. I, I don't know about in England, but. I mean, it's a recent thing that people have that you see the army on the street. It's a very, very recent thing, and a rare thing. It's very rare. It's only when there's like increased terror threats. Well, like in, in America, it's yeah. forbidden. No, but you see national guard on national guard. Is that you that see people meaning, in military yeah. uniform right. in the United States after a terrorist? Right. Of course, always after a terrorist thing. You know, the, the security. Yeah, but the national guard is a, is a state militia. Yeah, it's like an. In, it's in, not the in federal between, army, right? I'm, well, I'm, the United States has the luxury of having a federal army right. and state armies. Right. I'm just thinking in terms of like the flip side of this, so like in Israel when like there were rocket attacks on something like that and you see on the news like the investigators trying to find the pieces of shrapnel, it's always police officers, not mm-hmm. army. Well, Israel has to use both. No, right. it's, it's integrated. Yeah, it has to integrate. Right, but they're wearing police vests. Well, there's military police, police as opposed to civilian police. Right, but the no, ones, it's, a, it's not only. It's not only. Not only, but, it's but it's there's, there's, there's an involvement there of the police. My, my last unit that I was in the army, that's what we did. I think it's a trick question. I don't think it's either. I think it's aspects of both. No, it's, and it's a third different thing. I think all the security I think it is a mixture of warfare and, and crime, and, and oh, that, yeah. depending on the context. Yeah. Um, who's to blame? Are white people to blame for the white nationalist shooting in New Zealand? Some white people, but... What, don't all white people have to speak out? Should we be talking about white people the way people talk about Arabs or Muslims? In other words, uh, people you're saying s- when there's a secure when there's a terrorist attack, we expect all Muslims to denounce, right? Because certain Muslims pulled out that that attack, right? Uh, or if it's an Arab, all Arabs, the whole Arab across the well, shouldn't that apply to white people? Shouldn't all white people now be speaking out against? Yeah, I guess so. Well, except mm-hmm. for. Why does that feel different? I, I, because I think one is a, I think it feels different because one is a, a racial categorization and one is a ideological categorization. Arabs? Well, Arabs, but more Muslims, I think. Like people don't necessarily speak about Christian Arabs in the same way they do about Muslim Arabs, right? Because you won't hear Christian Arabs being accused of suicide bombings and flying planes into buildings in the same way you will accuse. People don't always make that distinction, but I think if you pushed people on it, they'd say, oh yeah, the Christians don't do that, but the Muslims do. In the Arab world, I'm saying, like about Arabs. I think if you pushed people on the distinction, they would get it. Whereas white is, I'm not subscribed to, uh, being a white person, I'm not signed up to any There's thought. nothing ideological uh, right, in nothing. being white. I just happen to be born because I'm white. Like do, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but to, in my mind, that's why it feels different. But No, I think that's an important distinction. I mean, I do think all white people should call out white nationalism. And I do think that we have to be careful. Well, because what there are those white people who make whiteness a political statement Correct. and use it as a power tool, as power. 
Why so we not, may not see ourselves that way. By the way, there are plenty so. of Arabs who don't see themselves as committed Muslims in the same way. In other words, there's all sorts of different types of Muslims mm-hmm. of all sorts of different levels of piety in all sorts of different branches. Right, but once you so sign up we, to any level of piety, you kind of get dumped with that. So even if you, I, I think that's, I, I think that's, I think that we have a cognitive bias, which is we we see the other as monolithic and ourselves as complex. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fallacy. Right. And I think it works in both directions. And I think, I think, for instance, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people in the Middle East see white people as monolithic and white people don't see themselves as monolithic. I don't see myself as the same as a Swede, whereas they kind of do. Right. And I think we do that in reverse. I, I, I think, obviously, everyone should call out white nationalism as evil, but I think we have to, I don't think all white people feel responsible for white nationalism. And I don't know that all Muslims feel responsible for... I don't think they do. I, and 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 partially, I think they should call it out as evil, obviously. But I don't think they should feel responsible. Why shouldn't an Egyptian feel responsible for a, a Somalian? Or if you're in yeah. Sharon, Massachusetts, you know yeah. what I mean. Why do I feel yeah. Why do I feel responsible for that other person's? Now, yeah. I, I still think you have a, a, a probably an obligation to call it out as evil and make that part of the I mean, your community. Is that a human obligation? I mean, I do think it's a, yeah. I think so. I think so. But the closer it is to your ideology or whatever, I think the higher your obligation to call it out. Even though you're not responsible, you have to call it out. Because you have to, I think you have to take part in the communal conversation too. I I feel a, a higher burden to call out because I am Jewish. a religious person who's a Zionist, I have to call I have to call out racism in the religious Zionist community. I have a particular burden to do that, even though I don't feel well, that's responsible for that. Yeah. I don't feel I don't have responsibility for them, but I do think I have to call them out. No? Right. Yeah. 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 So the closer it is to you in any degree, the more you have to call it out, even though I don't think it's fair to ascribe uh, by the way, different it, if you're if the Palestinian Authority pays terrorist families, that's a level of responsibility now. Now you're taking respons- you're incentivizing terror. Right. right. If you name parks and celebrate terrorists, then you're you're taking responsibility. That's different, but not condemning it. I think you should condemn it, but I don't think not condemning it gives you a burden of responsibility. Well, I mean, today's a lot of pedantic fine tuning <laughs> of terminology <laughs> about terrorism. I, uh, I think I th- I'll tell you why I think, and I've been like reflecting on this last few minutes instead of listening to you. No, not really, but I've I've been reflecting. That's okay, I wasn't listening to me. <laughs> reflecting on like why 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 did we slip into this kind of pedantic thing? I think it's because we're we don't really know what it is still, and it's really affecting our lives. Um, these mass shootings in, in different kinds of categories are really affecting our lives. Maybe that's part of social media that all of a sudden I hear about a mass shooting in Holland that I wouldn't have before. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, it's it's really affecting our lives. And, we're, and the way we kind of try and make sense of the world is categorizing things. Mm-hmm. And so I want to understand, like, well, what category is this in? And then then I can figure out a response to it. But until I can figure that out, then 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 it's hard for me to make a response to it. I think the clearer we are on what is what and we can make distinctions about how things fit, the, the, right. the better our understanding is of the world. I think it, it takes, the, it takes some of the scare out of terror right. because it's not this looming mass of things. It's, but, but I, it's also, I think in a constructive right. way. Not, not that I want to reduce security, uh-huh. but just psychologically, I understand the place it is in the world. 
this is this, that is that, that is that. Uh, and now and we can be intelligent. And it's yeah. teaching. It's like then taking this in the classroom. Well, how do I take it in the classroom if if I can't figure out what it is for myself first? Right. 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 I and, think we have to have a deeper understanding. And also when the students ask us, should I be scared of going to this place or should I be scared about this? Well, to try and understand what the root of the fear is, is, is important as well. And as you say, we can't always do that. because That fear often comes from an amorphous misunderstanding. That's gen- If I walk in uh, Ramallah, will I get killed? I'm like, I don't know. Who are you? What's the day? Most people walking down most streets in Ramallah don't get killed on a day-in, day-out basis, even if they don't look like an Arab. Like it's, so it's, let, let's, let's clarify. And that process in and of itself, I think, reduces fear. Mm-hmm. It's, it, we're scared of the boogeyman. And, and I guess I'd be scared if there was a person in my closet too. But at least if I know who it is and what they're doing there. Do you know what I mean? Like That makes it okay now. <laughs> well, I think sunlight makes things less scary. The dark makes it scary. And the more clarity we have, it doesn't make it less of a threat, but it makes it certainly robs them of their goal, which is to turn to turn on our primitive, you know, fight or flight instincts instead of our reasoned intelligent responses to it it's a good segue to pour him um yeah <laughs> well i i, I actually I mean, think, I think you know i think Purim is seeing through the yeah, haze that's the whole point right? and seeing that underneath there's truth and reality that's clearer when you put the effort in yeah and there are deeper things going on and and that level and then, of understanding right. is worth making achieving. clarity out of the out of the mess yeah seeing through the mask and seeing what's underneath yeah is uh yeah i think that's a that's a that's a good thematic wrap up yeah thank you you're welcome for a guy who wasn't paying attention that was a pretty you came in clutch there at the end uh all right so thank you fellas thank uh, you mike easy fast to you although i guess for listeners it'll be purim so purim sameach uh thank you alan thank you matt thank you ben as always uh and till next time bye bye thanks so much for listening everybody Uh, This is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us, and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys.